0: If you're on a bus and there's a woman sitting there and you're trying to pick her up, you're a douchebag.
1: That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Do you know how many couples have met in that exact way?
0: Maybe, but if she's sitting there and she's not uh engaging, then you're a douchebag. That is insane. No, Charles, it's not insane. That is insane. That at is all. like policing, you're policing I'm not poli- public
1: the public space. No. Shut
0: up and sit down. Shut up and sit down.
1: We are here with Claire Rose Bernard, a uh, rabid-crazed feminist and Hillary Clinton supporter. Uh, no, seriously, one of the smarter people I know and very, very good arguer. Um, so we're happy to have her here today to talk about the general topic of toxic masculinity, which um, is some, a word that I can't stand and that it, is a microaggression yeah. to me every time I hear it. I'm microaggressed by that word. So Claire's here to talk to us about that and just generally be a, a, a new voice of uh, reason.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah. I should not have given you the opportunity to intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very front loaded. Okay. I don't know. Where, are we, where do we start from? Because you're the one that thinks toxic masculinity is a non. Well,
1: should we define it? Yes. This is the definitive So toxic masculinity is a word that you hear thrown around a lot. Is it a word or is
2: it two words? It's a
1: phrase Uh that you hear thrown around a lot uh, these days. And it's talked about in reference to violence, right? So that in all this, uh, you know, violence that is happening. Yeah, this is a terrible definition. I wish there was a better better one. But... um, And in reference to all this violence that's happening, toxic masculinity basically means that, like, the way society defines masculinity and manhood pushes men to be violent, basically, right? So this is from Geek Feminism Wiki, Toxic, which is the first thing that comes up. So toxic masculinity is one of the ways in which patriarchy is harmful to men. It refers to the socially constructed attitudes that describe the masculine gender role as violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth. They have so forth in a definition, which is sad, but uh, it is you
2: channeling f- Trump. Sad. Hey, sad.
0: It is from a, a wiki page. It's not <laughs> you're reading out of an academic textbook or a wiki page.
1: Well, you know, maybe if the feminists cared about their definitions, okay. they would <laughs> All right. finish them. Uh, anyway,
2: so maybe um, it's just you guys continually surprise us. You know, we don't want to we don't want to end it because the next thing, you know, boom, a new low is reached. Thank you, Isaac. I don't. What
1: do you mean? What?
0: She's saying that, and so forth, allows uh, for continued definition uh, for continued can, disappointment. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, we continuously can just redefine words to no, mean whatever we not, want no, them no, to mean. I, I, and
2: make Actually, your point. Actually, you know that that's what I would would say. And I think that you're right. And I think surprisingly, we're going to agree on this. I think that toxic masculinity is a ridiculous phrase.
1: Okay.
0: But as a oh, concept, that's the, end,
1: that's the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> See you well, guys next week. <laughs> but, I, but as a concept,
0: you feel like it ex- ex- exists. Or is that definition that he's giving you just not touching on what it really is?
2: No, I mean, I think that if we're going to talk about words and definitions, I think that you are right and that they are important and knowing what they mean is important. And I think that's part of the problem with toxic masculinity is there isn't a good definition. Well,
1: but it has been written about extensively. So that uh, mean. no, I mean, but in, you know, la- I think in the past few months we've had articles in salon articles in the Atlantic and I normally love the Atlantic besides Ta-Nehisi Coates, who I hate, but um, you know, I normally love the Atlantic and really racist. respect the hell out of them. <laughs> that's racist. Not liking Tanahisi coats. It's racist. I'm, it's good you're uh, pronouncing his name. <laughs> Tanahasi coats. Tanahasi, excuse me. Um, anyway, so there's been articles in all these big magazines about toxic masculinity, and the one that is the most shrill uh, is in Ooh, is in gender laden. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is in Salon, and it's called Overcompensation Nation. It's time to admit that toxic masculinity drives gun violence. And the funny thing about these articles is that they go on and say that the way that society uh, makes men is to make it that they're only a man if they're violent and, you know, dominant, right? But in the articles themselves, they are saying that the men who fall into this trap are like insecure whiners. So they are both saying Toxic masculinity is bad and enforcing it at the same time. So I'll give you an example. In this article by Amanda Marcote, uh, she says, Every time feminists talk about toxic masculinity, there is a chorus of whiny dudes who will immediately assume or pretend to assume that feminists are condemning to masculinity, even though the modifier toxic inherently suggests that there are forms of masculinity that are not toxic. So she's calling dudes like whiny to begin with, right? And then again, later on, she says, that's why any attempt to discuss putting even the smallest, most commonsensical restrictions on guns turns into a bunch of right wing dudes squeeing about how liberals are coming to take their guns. And then she goes on and on to talk about how like these are insecure little men who are, you know, whining and like being girlish about, you know, whatchamacallit, or maybe not girlish, but they're they are this is enforcing toxic masculinity she's saying you guys are a bunch of little sissy whiners boo hoo and that's this right. doing the things she's trying to condemn
2: well i think part of the problem this is my i think problem with the idea of or the phrase of toxic masculinity is that i think we've gotten to a place and not just when it comes to this example but in in a lot of identity especially in politics where by by saying toxic masculinity you're implying like it's it's all masculine do you mean like i feel like you the same problem that is manifested in what i think she's talking about exists i think on both sides of the gender spectrum (laughs) um and i think that when you someone is born masculine right so you are you identify as, ma- well. Suppose suppose this gets into a whole, like, tra- you know, transgender or whatever, but let's, for the sake of this conversation, you're born masculine, right? You can't change, again, you can't really change, for the purposes of this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get dark. You won't get by us, don't <laughs> but, worry. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you can't change that. So the idea that you are being told that you are bad and wrong by virtue of having been born this way, I think immediately puts you on the defensive, and it goes back to your conversation originally, where it's like, if you are put on the defensive you're going to respond defensively even if there's really no reason for you to do so so by painting this huge brush I think that those problems that we're talking about like the glorification of dominance or you know the um I don't know what else was there on there I think that that's something that doesn't I don't think it's exclusively masculine and I don't think as you're saying I don't think that just because you are masculine means that you should be painted with this brush I don't know if that's making any sense. This coffee's finally gone to my head. But, <laughs> no, it does make do you sense. You see well, what I mean? And I think that that, that yeah. happens across the board and it, it becomes like this very Catholic thing where it's like, well, you're born with original sin. You're born with privilege. Yeah. You're born with this. And it's like, okay, cool. Then what do you want me to do about yeah. it? Yeah, no, well, that's and how I, I feel about And if I can't fix it, stuff. then go fuck yourself. Can no, I say uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wait, I
1: completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, it seems like being a straight white male is just under, it's, as you put it very well, and I wish I had... Thought of that before is its original sin. It's like if you are a straight white male, you are toxicly masculine. You are privileged. You you're born with all these afflictions that you must spend your life atoning. atoning for. And toxic masculinity is one of those things. It's like you can't be masculine or else you are toxic. Basically,
0: I, I never. I mean, I always thought that it the concept was related to this standard of masculinity that we uh, often force or expect our boys to live up to. That's what I thought the concept meant was that there's this, this is the way that you're a man. And what happens is you have a lot of guys that aren't going to fit that standard for whatever reason. And that's what kind of drives the behavior that you're talking about. Like the example I always think about is um, this is going to sound silly because it's a summer camp story. But I used to work at a summer camp and in the off season, we'd had these groups that would come in and there was this group of firefighters that, uh, they came in for a picnic every year. So it was with the firefighters, families and their kids and all these like boys are in the pool with their dad and there was this diving platform and they were all jumping from it. And there's this one kid that was up there. He was like 10 and he was nervous about jumping into the pool and his dad is in the water with the other dads and his dad goes sees his son being upset about jumping and goes, ah, I didn't know I was raising a girl. (laughs) And I saw that. And that's always been my understanding of, of what I call toxic masculinity because, uh, it, it, it makes this boy feel that being afraid and being trepidatious about risk taking is, uh, bad because it has an association with being a woman. Whereas if he was supposed to be like a real good dad, he would get up on the platform with his son and be like, I know this is scary, but let's do it together. Like That's like real masculine behavior. It's taking risk that's measured. But instead, it becomes a shame thing because the dad is ashamed in front of his friends Mm -hmm. and he makes his son afraid for having this feeling. And that was what my understanding was, is that we have this behavior that we expect men to uh, adhere to and when they don't, they get shamed. And it's that sense of shame that drives violence and negative behaviors.
1: I, I agree with absolutely everything you just said. I think that's a great example. Uh, but I don't think that that's what drives violence. You know, I mean, I don't think...
0: But why why wouldn't that drive violence? Don't you think the lesson that kid learned from that experience was, um, you know, when I am afraid or when I have fear... I just need to plow through and and go ahead and do it instead of managing the risk and being okay with my emotion of being afraid. I'm afraid of jumping off this platform. It's high. I've never done this before. Don't you think that drives boys and men to commit behaviors that uh, they wouldn't otherwise?
1: No, I think they would otherwise. I mean, I I don't think that's what I'm saying. I, I think maybe that kid is one example of it being that way, but my dad was the exact opposite. You know, my father was always... Don't do that, <laughs> you know, like don't like be afraid, you yeah. know, I mean, it was it was, I think everybody's different in that sense, Well, you know? and the
2: question is, do we think that that kid who didn't jump off the diving board is going on a school shooting spree like i don't <coughs> I don't think that's the kind of kid that we're worried about. I mean, I think that that's
0: it's not it's not that I think that he's gonna turn out to be a bad kid, but it's it's just a small lesson in the way that well, it's we
1: socialization though i mean all, all that is is socialization, how and is it socialization because it's saying. This is what a man, this is what a boy is, this is what a girl is, right? In our society. And I'm not saying that that's right. I'm not saying that this is what men should be and this is what women should be, right? I think you should be able to define that shit on your own. Sure. But this dad is saying, this is how I am raising my kid. I'm raising my kid to be traditionally male right in the old school sense of the word and i don't think that again i don't think that's causing well, violence i'm not, not saying world. it's a cause you know, it's like, not a
0: causality thing but it's just a symptom of the way that we uh expect boys and men to do this certain thing and i think it's that conflict that you have that happens inside you where you go okay i don't feel like doing this i don't want to do this um but society or my peers or whoever are telling me that this is what I have to do as a man. And if I don't do this, I'm not a man, which is a horrible message. You know, I'm extrapolating a lot from one incident, but that's what I'm talking about when I think there's a standard. When people, my understanding, when people talk about toxic masculinity, they talk about this standard that we try to enforce in men. And that's partially what causes, uh, this antisocial behavior is this need to prove all the time that you're a man
1: okay what what are you what are you gonna say
2: i mean I don't know I feel like and i I mean I'm not an expert, but from what I'm hearing, I think it I think we have to and, and it goes back to the very beginning, I think we need a more precise definition of toxic masculinity and what we hope to achieve by labeling it and talking about it. Because if we're talking about it in the context of violence, I think it's a bit of a canard because it's taking a question that is actually, I think, fairly answerable. I think that you can study violence and you can figure out why it's happening. And I think that it's diverting it into this larger existential question of what it means to be male, which I think is something that we are doing a lot in this country where there are problems that we have that could logically be solved but rather than do that we walk into this self-righteous place of identity and those are valid and important questions to be having and discussing but they are not i don't think going to solve the underlying problem um and i think that that's where we also by the way uh I'm, i'm just gonna i'm gonna like check you here why did you have to say they were firemen What's that about?
0: Oh, I was just describing were you? who they were.
2: Were you? <laughs> yes. What were you trying to tell us about them being firemen <laughs> as you blush <laughs> firemen red? Um,
0: I, didn't, I didn't know that it was a, uh, a problem to mention they were firemen. I was just describing the people that were there. If they'd been YMCA families or they'd been um,
2: I think big brothers, did. big
0: sisters, I would have described them as such. Really? I think so.
2: It wasn't some sort of traditional masculine role as firemen? And that we should assume that firemen have a specific way of looking at the world because they are firemen and it's a traditional. I mean, it white just informs man.
0: and informs who they were. You're you're being very funny. Yeah, it is I amusing.
1: Don't know. Canard is an unfounded rumor or story. Never heard that word before. Until she just used it. You never heard canard Cunard, before. No canard. 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 Uh, anyway, um, okay. So just to synthesize what you guys are both saying.
0: I the, think she's right that the problem is that it's kind of ill-defined, and that's why the sides are talking past each other because yeah. one side is assuming you're talking about okay, men are all toxic. Um, yep. You have a bubble, um, have a little bubble in your throat. Um, what? Usually one side saying men one, are toxic. One side saying, one side is saying that the other side is saying that all men are toxic and all masculine behavior is toxic and bad. And then the other side is not necessarily saying that, and I think that's where that's coming into because of that uh, ill-defined like, concept. Yeah, of but
1: okay, it. so let's go with what, what this... Uh, but I, you keep referring uh, Amanda, to that. Yeah, well, let's go with what she said. She says that by the definition of toxic masculinity, the assumption that that's talking about all masculinity is wrong because... Toxic masculinity is one type of masculinity, right?
2: So, what would non-toxic? Exactly. Be? That's what I want to know.
1: What is if if she's talking about toxic masculinity, but there's all these other types of masculinity? What is she talking about?
0: I don't know that she's using it as a specific type of masculinity. It's like what I just said. It's having this standard that we expect all men. I feel very strange that I'm the one on the opposite side here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's
0: what. Uh, I. F- it's this idea that there's a standard of behavior that men have to adhere to. It's not that there's a type per se. It's just that we are expecting uh, men to always act in this one way.
2: As gents, do you feel that?
1: Um, no. No, I think it's the opposite. I think actually now, my interpretation of this is that this person hates men. Right, I mean that's that's the shorthand interpretation. Is this this is a woman who is frustrated at men, and so she looks at all the violence that's happened in the world, and she goes, "Oh, it's ninety-eight percent men," and she is absolutely right. You know, I mean, women commit violence in hugely less amounts than men do, and so she wants to generalize in the most sexist way possible that the reason why men commit most violence, is that they are men. Not that there's any other reason. She wants to put an affliction on men as a whole thing because she hates them. And this is this gives her the ability to do that, just as somebody who hates black people can say, black people are violent because they commit more violence. And it's because they're black that they do that, no. not because something else. I,
2: don't, I know. I mean, I think that this is where what you're saying comes in. I don't I don't think that's true. I think that she is trying to say there is something about the stand about how we as a society have determined to define masculinity. But I think the problem is, it's going to be a whole conversation about semantics. The problem is that she's doing a poor job of distinguishing what it is between non-toxic and toxic. And yeah, because what is masculinity? If masculinity yeah, isn't
1: about aggressiveness, uh you know um like raw sort of uh will right if if masculinity isn't defined by those things then what is masculinity and isn't masculinity traditional masculinity tra- this creeping towards traditional femininity when you start taking those things away you know like the guy who's saying i didn't know you were a girl as as crude and crass as that is He's not entirely wrong, you know? Wait, what? The guy who's yelling at his kid, I didn't know I Back was raising a girl. Oh, sorry. No. I didn't know I was raising a girl. I understand that that's crude and crass, and that's not good to do that. But at the same time, he is defining traits, and he's saying these are feminine traits, these are masculine traits, and he's not wrong about that.
0: At least historic. Well, my point is not that he's being crude and crass. It's just that he's not teaching masculinity to his child in the way that's actually going to be effective. Okay, so because I'm not saying that the kid shouldn't jump off the platform. I'm saying he that. A puss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn little brat! I'm yeah. saying I'm not saying he shouldn't jump off the platform. I'm saying that uh, he should be okay with his fear of doing so, and that part of. You know, becoming a man is uh, being okay with measured risk taking. But instead, the lesson that's being learned is: it uh, doesn't matter what you feel, doesn't matter how you feel about this. You just need to do it. You need to go through with it. And that's not a you know that's a dangerous lesson, masculine or feminine. That's not a good way to, to behave. Yeah, well, these I, are I men who you.
2: run into burning buildings. So you know you see that it is true. Here, you do it anyway. But
0: the ten year old is not training to be a fireman. The ten year old is training just to be a, a, a guy. Oh. Yeah,
1: but maybe he is. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There it comes to a sort of a personal liberty thing. It's like if you want to lay down the gauntlet for your kid that this is masculine, this is feminine, you have the right to do that. And I don't think you can uh, sit around and be like, "Oh no, you." you oh, can't I agree. Do that you know, I'm
0: not saying that uh, there needs to be intervention. That guy needs to be stopped. I just saw that and I was like, "That's gross. That's not a way that you raise a kid." That I wouldn't do that to my son. If I had a son, I would never do that
1: did your dad like push you to be
0: no my dad had a lot of problems with me but they were all related to introversion yeah and because he was an extrovert uh we can get into that uh, separately we've we've been down that road but he never tied any of my behaviors to being a man and that uh, i always appreciated because i never felt like oh i'm not a man because i like i don't like sports i don't find sports interesting i've tried i just don't care and any kind of shaming you ever get from that doesn't affect me because I'm like it's not tied to who I am as as a man. Yeah. So
1: he didn't do that to you. How about you? Did did your uh you know before you became a woman? Just kidding. <laughs>
2: before
1: uh, <laughs> no uh, do, w- before were you? Bled. Yeah. <laughs> no, before you. <laughs> that's actually not what I meant, but that's funny. Uh, were you? Did you feel like you were sort of force socialized to have feminine traits?
2: No, but I wish I had been. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I wouldn't be
1: <laughs> single, today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: single today. Oh, you're not. Oh, oh. Serves you right Claire's for not got asking. a man Ooh. Oh. or a woman. Probably a woman.
2: What does that <laughs> no, no, mean? I was no, like, what does that mean? We're just no, venturing. Good.
0: Just I'm just throwing no. out digs. Just, She's just throwing out digs.
2: Um, no, I was not. But I wonder. I mean, I think that there's there's an arc. I mean, like, things are changing, and and I would venture to guess that, you know, a generation ago, obviously, there were more defined gender roles, and we're sort of shifting along the spectrum as we go, and I wonder that's the sort of, you know, when you talk about, like, quote, traditional values or gender roles or whatever... Maybe I don't really want to start you on Trump, but, you know, the idea of making America great again. Yeah, um, I think that that's, you know, again, it all goes back to your definitions. It's like what what masculinity did mean and what it means now and where it's trending. And I think that there is the implication that this traditional idea of masculinity is somehow bad or wrong. So where that is in the zeitgeist mm of it.
1: Fair enough. But then where does it go then? So if if we're saying these are old notions of masculinity and Trump is taking us into the past and you know these things are it's so 20th century what is masculinity then? If we're losing what it once was, are we saying that there's no such thing as it anymore or is there a new definition of it? Cuz I don't think we can I don't think you can have both. I don't think we can say, "Oh, Masculinity should be less risk-taking and less about no, again, dominance, etc. I don't think you can say that without losing masculinity itself. I'm not, unless- I'm not
0: making those arguments at all. I, 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 I'm 100% fine with male traits being certain things. That's not my point. My point is uh, allowing men who are growing up and boys who are growing up to understand that being a man is not this checklist that you have to do if you don't like sports it's fine
1: so then what is being a man then what is being a man versus being a woman is that even can we even talk about that
0: you can i you know how do you define those things what is the purpose in in defining them why can't we allow people to kind of grow and to figure out uh the things about themselves that work and don't work like what
1: can. but when we're talking about toxic masculinity you're saying you can't you're saying the masculinity is toxic when it doesn't comply with Amanda Makate's,
0: you know, definition of what it should be. I, I can't believe, for, I can't believe you're unaware of Amanda Marcotte. Uh, I think she'd be one of your, your major bugaboos. I'm sure she would be. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, to say that the way that a lot of the times that we treat boys in America is very strange and, and, uh, you know, people are a lot more varied and wide-ranging than we give them credit for. And what we do sometimes is try to make people think that they have to fit a checklist, which isn't always the case. I mean, if you're a risk-taking, dominant, super-aggressive guy, great. You know, the world is engined by people like that. I I don't dispute that. But I also think that there's a lot of boys that grow older and they become frustrated uh, because, like, for instance you know they are told that they have to this is how you have to function as a man you know and it's it becomes this internal struggle where they're like well i don't feel like doing that that's not how i want to be but being a man and having value in other men's eyes is tied to that and that's where i think the trouble happens
1: i guess i I don't know i it's it's really tough to say because it's like Everybody gets socialized in some way. Everybody feels that no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, no matter where you are, everybody's inner self is at odds with the pressures that are coming from without, you know, in some way. Sure. It's the, So I, I just don't think you can say... Masculinity is this one. I mean, yeah, it's true. There's certain pressures that come from certain directions to be that way in certain communities. But to write off, I think what she's doing is writing off the entire. She hates masculinity itself. Uh, see, I don't. I don't know that's a point. You know? I just. Okay, that's true. I just think, I think that she uh,
0: writes in, in an inflammatory style and not very well for this circumstance because she's engaging in. She's doing exactly what you said. She's um, calling men whiners and and, you know, doing other things that we do and we want to dismiss, yeah. you know, stop whining, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's the same thing. So I think you're extrapolating a lot from a kind this of typical salon article. Yeah, or, yeah. Because that's well, their stock and trade is their clickbait. Yeah.
2: I mean, I guess sort of taking it in a slightly different direction. I mean, we're, we're talking about a pretty thin slice of the world right now. I mean, we're talking about people who have the luxury of defining their gender ideals or whatever, but there are huge swaths of the world, um, particularly those run by Sharia law, where it's pretty fucking clear what it is to be a dude and what it is to be a guy. And I think that that's some toxic masculinity right there. Um, And I think that that's, I mean, I think that when you have, and I guess this is sort of the, the difference, like when you have a clear definition of what it means to be a man in this society, then you can say, well, that is, in fact, toxic, as opposed to what we're butting our heads up against over here, which is that in our society, we don't really have a clear definition of what it means to be a man.
1: I think that's a good point, that we're, we're sort of losing the definition of what it is to be a man, you know, as we go forward. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. Redefining. Yeah, and I just think if people want it to be the old way, that's fine. But if you want it to be the new way, that's also fine, you know, or, or not even the new way, if you want to get rid of that traditional uh, way of being. But the problem here with regressive liberals like Marcote Mark is they are being puritanical towards people who want to have a different definition of masculinity than they do, because she is deeply threatened by the old version of masculinity
2: not sure you get to say what she is or isn't threatened by i mean it. this I mean.
1: is just so inflammatory this this uh, article no, and it's, so, well, it's I mean, a lot of thing. i mean that's what it but is but
2: it's one article i mean yeah so sure, in the grand sure. scheme of things let's try and talk about and i also broader. think that you
0: respond when 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 people write like that and they talk about these issues you always kind of assume that it's being you get very weird about it being generalized to you. Like I read articles like that and I, I read it and I'm like, okay, it's not my behavior so I'm not being attacked in this article. But you always seem to associate yourself with that. Like I do feel
1: like in articles like this I am being
0: attacked. I do feel like why that. Why is that? Do you do those things? Do what things? Do you do the things that she says are bad?
2: Are you a whiny Which little Which why? <laughs> no, not that part but what is, how does she
0: define <laughs> toxic masculinity? <laughs> she talks about violence, people that commit violence. You're not a violent person. Right? You don't engage in... In- Only in the
1: back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, you no, know, I smack, oh, yeah. I smack Gracie around every now and then. It's not a big deal. No, jeez, domestic uh, violence. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Um. Well, yeah. and that's actually there's Bob. another article that's that is much better than this one that's showing that each one of these mass killers has a history of either domestic violence or like specific hatred against women, right? And um, do I? I feel like I am in this category, though. Like, I feel like they are speaking to somebody with my sensibility. I mean, it's like, it is kind of related to Trump. It's like, what so many people react to with deep hatred to Trump, like that instantaneous knee-jerk reaction they have just, they listen to it for one second, they're like, oh my God, I hate this person, right? I, when I look at Trump, feel the opposite. Like, I have a knee-jerk sort of like, Boner boner for him. No, I have like a knee jerk like, attraction. You know, not. I'm not uh, A knee jerk attraction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, and I Very think that odd. that's because that type of. It is. It's more of like an old school traditional sort of maleness. Like a
0: daddy figure.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, it's strength, right? right? It's strength. It's unapologetic strength. And I think. You're like, that,
0: you're like what's his face? It calls him daddy. Milo. Uh, yeah,
1: Milo. No, I'm not like that. But uh, there is something that I like about that unabashed, unapologetic uh, strength, right? That I like that. Like, I, I don't get put off by that. I like it. I understand people who get put off by it. But, and I feel like this is kind of the same thing. And a lot of these mention Trump as the paradigm. Most, actually, they all mention Trump as the paradigm of toxic masculinity. Like, that, he is the... Figurehead for it. And I think that's bullshit because I think all that they're saying when they're saying that is fuck him because of the way that he's a man. And that's so hateful. You know, it's like that's hate if you're saying that about somebody.
2: I think um it's interesting time because you're I, it, there is a lot of um, <laughs> visceral reaction as opposed to considered. Uh, contemplation going on in this election on both sides Um, and I think you're right and I think a lot of it has to do with um, our evolution as a species going from these very like you're saying traditional almost mythological ideals of you know these archetypes and that's changing now because you know and I think that's that drives a lot of the Hillary hatred is like she is a woman who is taking on very masculine qualities and that's unsettling for a lot of people in a way that they can't necessarily define and i think that trump is the opposite of that trump is what we all know trump is the dad figure so you're right on a on a visceral level people respond to these things differently and i think that it is a question of moving forward you know i mean if hillary wins for the first time we're going to have female leaders in Globally, you know, in a way that we've never had, certainly not any time recently. So there is there is this shift of what it does, all of these things, what they do mean, away from the traditional. And I think that there is that backlash of people who don't want to do that, who do seek this comfort in the – I can't even say it it's so gross – in the father figure of, <laughs> of Donald Trump. It's
1: – I don't want to – it really has nothing to do with fatherness. It's not that. But it's it? I, It's not
2: fatherness. It's just
1: – it's just a certain type of masculinity. It, I I don't think it's like father figure. It's not like daddy. It's funny. Yeah, Milo Yiannopoulos calls Trump daddy, right? Yeah. That's not what I get from it. For me, it's more like a Nietzschean thing. Like it's more of like uh, you know, he speaks. He refuses to apologize for his masculinity, right? And I think that. The way that society is now, they it really wants you to apologize for it no. because it's threatening.
2: No, no, no. But I think that this is, and again, it goes back to our definitions. I don't think people want Trump to apologize for his masculinity. I think people want Trump to apologize for his unfounded policies. Okay, all right. All right. Let's not get his, into that because that's going a whole No, no I will go into that because, thing. no, that is a whole thing. But I think that that is the crux of the <laughs> conversation. And that applies not just to Trump, but to the whole toxic masculinity thing is that it's not about masculinity. It's about what's on top of that. So we're not asking Trump to apologize for being a man. We're not asking Trump to apologize for... We're asking, like, what else can we not ask him to apologize for? Jesus, the other way is much easier. What we're asking him to apologize for is for the policy positions that he takes that we find unsavory. And okay, we're asking him to fine. apologize for lying. And I think that those things are not masculine. You're not are talking about lying so in a...
1: In a conversation about politics when your candidate's Hillary Clinton. It's very
0: it's <laughs> very strange that you think that people are asking him to apologize yeah. for being a man. Uh, okay, because right. I don't think there's so many class like nobody would have said that about Mitt Romney. No, nobody no, would no. have ever gone like and Mitt well, Romney times
1: have changed, but I get one, but Mitt but
0: Romney is like the classically masculine uh Republican dad-ish type figure and nobody was ever like I think if Mitt was running
1: now, since the SJW takeover, that he would get condemned for that. If he was the candidate, I, I bet he would. I don't think so. Not the way Trump does, because Trump is like 10 times more than that, you know? But, look, with, without getting into the, the policy things, which I
0: don't want to get we into— We don't have to get into policy, but you, made the, you asserted that people want— him to apologize for being a man, and I no, don't okay, see okay. that see, at all. It's, and I'll
2: give you the better example is Sanders because there are a lot of parallels between Trump and Sanders. Yeah, no, that's why and they're Sanders, both my candidates. Yeah, and we really are not going to get back. <laughs> I will flip my shit. But, uh, <laughs> but Sanders was never asked to apologize for being a man, even though they're very similar. Situations.
1: Well, because Bernie didn't project that. Masculinity with the same intensity that Trump does.
0: He's very masculine. Like, he's
1: very, uh, he's, he's very in Larry masculine in the Larry David he's, sense, he's which is granddaddy. a very non-threatening masculinity. Whereas Trump's masculinity is much more threatening because it's domineering. It's a more Whoa. domineering sort of you, personality. Bernie it's, Sanders
2: sat there and yelled at you the whole time. Like it's the same. But it was thing. more like,
1: hey, <laughs>
0: you know, was but then, like hey, don't do that. But then you, know, you have to admit like that like a, part of a, part of Trump's shtick uh, is. Uh, going after his uh, opposition in very demeaning and sexually tinged ways. I mean, well, the the very example yeah. is the Republican debate where he made sure everyone knew that he had a large penis. Like but
1: you, but, how? Oh come on! You dude. know, like
0: that's that's very much about sexual domination. And if there's yeah, any I, issue, that's that's I've, if people are asking him to apologize for masculinity, it's that aspect of I'm sexually dominating. These other yet
1: everything you see is statues in public of him with a tiny penis. I mean, come on. What is
2: this? that? Was in response to that and was in... photos
1: of him with a tiny penis. No, because people were making fun of him for having small hands. So then he said the the thing in response. That was a response. He didn't bring that up. That was him responding to an attack.
0: But that's the thing <laughs> is is the fact that he would think that that's an attack worth responding to. It's all right. You well, know... here
1: we are back at the fucking crux, right? Because. What that, what that narrative is doing is saying, you overcompensating, like, insecure little fuck. That's what those posters of Trump are saying. It's saying, like, you they're, they're both saying that toxic masculinity is bad and promulgating toxic masculinity at the same time. I mean, could you imagine the people that are painting pictures of Trump with a little dick? Those are the most hypocritical people on planet Earth. Because I, they are both saying this is terrible, yet I am going to sexualize and demean this person. I don't
0: necessarily disagree, but there, he is somebody that traffics in uh, that kind of uh, behavior. It's not like he is innocent and is coming on stage without any of that attachment. Yeah, he okay, is, no,
1: that's true, and he, he can take it, and so that's why it's not that big of a deal. Because you're right, he he enters that arena and he willingly. They, willingly. That's fair. I'm just talking about the people that are doing it. Well, that's fine, you know,
0: but there's always going to be people doing things that are bad. The, the question is is that you're saying that people are uh, offended by Trump's masculinity and he, trying to get him to apologize for you it. You
1: don't think that contemporary society ha- takes an issue with... I mean, look at listen to the NPR, right? Listen to people like Ira Glass. I love Ira Glass. I think he's a genius. I think he's awesome. But his discourse is constantly tinged with the idea that like traditional notions of masculinity are bad and toxic. And he is the perfect example of a man in the contemporary sense who is the absolute opposite of traditional masculinity. Right? And don't you think that that is the mainstream? Like, that that's the way society in general today looks at, males. It's like don't you think there's a threateningness like people are slightly threatened by traditionally masculine things?
2: Like, no.
1: <laughs>
0: like what?
2: I'm confused.
0: Yeah.
1: It just seems to me that like all of this is part of a larger thing where people hate unapologetic men. Like is it they a vast hate left wing
2: conspiracy. What is it a vast left wing no. conspiracy against
1: you? Isaac? Hey, I was the Bernie guy, so don't try and left wing me. But Christ. I don't know, man. It, it, I just really do. I do feel the pressure, and maybe it's illusory, but I do feel the pressure, uh, and I felt it all, my whole life to not be that. To not to be, not do
0: what though? What is the thing that you feel like you're restrained from doing?
1: To apologize to like constantly be apologizing for saying the wrong thing for, um, uh, like being sexually aggressive,
0: right? What's sexually aggressive?
1: You know, going after like you're a douchebag. Like if you go up to girls and like try and
0: do stuff with them, you're a douchebag. But is, isn't that a question of how and where you do it? I, don't like, think I always so. say that men think that they can walk around and uh, sexually approach women in every context, and then they get upset when they're rejected in contexts where it's not Oh, I don't think there's
1: anything wrong with being rejected. It's good. You get rejected a million times, but you can't to th- say that a man is bad because he does that.
0: It, is it, fucked up. If you're on a bus and there's a woman sitting there and you're trying to pick her up, you're a douchebag. That's
1: ridiculous. No it's not. Uh, do you know
0: how many couples have met in that exact way? Maybe, but if she's sitting there and she's not uh engaging, then you're a douchebag. That
1: is insane. No Charles. it's not insane. That is insane. That at all. is like policing. You're policing I'm not poli- public the public space.
2: No. <laughs> okay, fellas. <laughs> no, I mean I, come on. You know what's appropriate and what isn't. Exactly. No, I do, exactly. but I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with all right, we're getting but, so but far is, here. Is,
0: No, it's not, because it's, it's, it's this kind of thing that's the problem, is, is, is men being unable to determine the uh, context of a situation and then getting butt hurt when uh, it doesn't work out. That's that's 100 percent of it. It's fine to be sexually if you if you're in a bar, it's like well known for being a singles bar and you approach a woman and she acts like you're being shitty that she's wrong because that's what it's the bar. That's what we're there for. It's well known that this is the place. But if you're out on the street or she's hanging out with her friends or she's on a bus like it's not it's not good to 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 act like you're in the you're being wronged. Because she doesn't want to be approached by no, you sexually.
1: It's, okay, you're mixing things up here, though. You're right that to act like you're being wronged when she says, fuck you, that's wrong, right? If you're going to get all hurt because you approach some random girl and she says, get the hell away from me, then you're wrong. Right. But if she's going to act appalled by the fact that some guy tried to talk to her, that's also wrong, you know, I mean, like, dude, we're human beings. We're not, we're like going around our business. It's like, we, there's not yeah, like you're a going wall around your between, business. there's not like a wall between like a social wall. Like, don't you, don't you come near me? You know, that's ridiculous. People talk to each other. They interact with each other. You know, like that's not bad.
2: I think, and this speaks to not just this particular situation, but I think what's going on in politics as, as a whole is that we've really stopped giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And it's like any opportunity to be a victim, any opportunity mm-hmm. to be upset, any opportunity to um claim the moral high ground will will jump on it it's become
1: currency and yeah. and I think men and women both do that absolutely you know that, 100%. And, yeah
2: exhibit a <laughs> well'm not too,
1: i'm not saying i guess I am crying victim a little bit here because I'm sort of saying like I feel this pressure um so yeah i guess I guess that's that's a fair point, but I am also saying that I think the reason why that pressure frustrates me so much is that it's cloaked hatred, you know?
2: Well, and I think that's the case pretty much across the board.
1: Yeah, no. And there's a lot of, I mean, you know, women, there's a lot of men who, who hate women, man. I mean, that's, that's for sure. And I think society has hated, hated women before, but it's not the problem again is hatred itself, not men or women. You know, I, I don't think masculinity is the problem. I think it's,
2: Okay, now I uh, having Patriot. having argued that point, I will throw in for for the sake of conversation. I mean, th- we do we do have we have a rape problem. Okay. You know, we do and you know me. You know that I'm the last person, you know, because I have, I have a friend, a very good friend, who is who is falsely accused of rape and oh, yeah. really drawn through the muck and it's it's complete disaster and that's horrible and <sighs> I have my, I mean, I don't know the woman who did it, but I have a pretty good idea of why she did. And I, you know, so I don't say this lightly, but at the same time, we we have a rape problem. Do you
1: think toxic masculinity is to blame for the rape problem?
2: If we had a better definition of toxic masculinity. (laughs) I mean, I think there are a lot of factors that go into it. And I think that um, being, you know, and I didn't go to college, so I can't really speak to the collegiate experience. But I think that there are certain expectations that have been thrown onto that, that would be considered toxic and that do contribute to that culture that allows for, we have a rape problem.
1: I guess here's the difference in the way that you're seeing it. You're saying that there are expectations that are thrown on. I'm saying the expectations are bred in. I mean, that's just how the the culture stems from The genes, not vice versa. In this sense, you know, men are wired to rape. No, not to rape. I'm saying to have the pressure to have sex. You know, we're that's inherent. That doesn't come from outside. That comes from inside.
2: But I think that we are sufficiently evolved in our society to control those impulses. One would, when it
1: comes to rape, of course. I'm saying. But your what you said is there are certain things that draw that pressure men to be so crazy about having sex that they will rape. Right? No,
2: that's I don't. Think, I don't think that's what it is. I think that there is, and again, I'm not an expert, but it feels to me. Oh, I hate that phrase. Um, I would reckon, <laughs> for lack of anything better to say. But I mean, it. Lots it of seems lots of great words you're throwing yeah. in here. Right. Canard, canard, canard. There you go. Nice. It's a canard. No, I mean, it <laughs> seems to me that it's not that it's. I don't think that men are. Hardwired to rape, and that's why they're going to college no, and raping. Yeah. I think that what's happening is there is a culture that somehow allows men to think, "Oh, you know what? It's okay if I do this, or it's not such a big deal if I do this." When the reality is, no, it's not okay, and it is a big fucking deal. And
1: well, we had a whole episode about this last time. When we yeah, really and your tested. position
0: was strange because you seemed odd that I said that verbal consent is always needed. Ooh, and. And I was just I like, think it well, can that's... be
1: implied. And you said also in the homosexual standpoint, you were like, Yeah, it doesn't feel like rape when there's when there's implied. Well no, I consent. said
0: specifically if you're in a long term relationship, uh or you're married, there's often implied. Oh, we consent. were talking
1: about the one time, remember? Remember?
2: Your one homosexual experience? No.
1: <laughs> we were talking about the one Remember, do you remember, you don't remember this? We were talking about the two gay guys and one guy's trying to get the other guy to give him a blowjob and he says no, 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 but then he just does it. Remember that?
0: Yeah, because he 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 makes the action of, of going forward and there doing it. There you go.
1: It. So that's, that's there okay, you go. Okay, no,
2: hang on. Here's But here's the problem with that analogy and I'll tell you right now is that as a woman, there is a moment in your life when you realize that <laughs> you are going to lose a fist fight with your boyfriend. You just are. Like, I mean, I grew up... I mean, whatever. I was a fucking tomboy, obviously, and like I would wrestle with my guy friends. And then there was one time, Master Johnny Dodge, skinny, scrawny little Johnny Dodge, kicked the shit out of me. And I was like, "This sucks. This sucks." There is always a power differential between a man. and yeah, a Yeah, sure, and, but you uh, can't be mad at so men. No, about but that. but it's so weird. What I'm saying is just because a woman goes on with it doesn't necessarily mean that.
0: Well, and that's that was the point that you're you're pointing. But
2: that, I mean, come on.
1: Claire you're, that's insane. It, you're saying that there cannot be implied consent in sex?
2: No, there absolutely can, but what I'm saying is that a woman says no, 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 no and then does it, that's not just because she does it doesn't mean that there was consent.
0: Oof, and so it's tough. different
2: from two guys And you pointed no, to no, the no, one
0: the one gay example and every other thing we talked about it was you know, I don't understand why the verbal consent thing is such a hurdle to get over. Like once a woman says, "Yeah, I would enjoy having sex with you." It's like, "All right, I'm in." But but because you're talking you're about you're talking about hookups, and not rigid rules. If you are in a relationship with someone and you're comfortable with each other, and you know, you know, like, oh, it's time for us to have sex, it doesn't necessarily need to be said. But if you're hooking up with a stranger that you've never met, you don't know any of those cues. So to not get verbal consent and to not think that that's a acceptable standard is crazy.
1: Fine, in the perfect world, yes But when two people are wasted And the guy is trying to have sex with a girl And she they hook up And she says,
0: no, I don't want to do this then and, and It's then, over, Johnny y- It's y- over That's the end But it's not, though it's But not. it is But it really is But it's not But That's, that's not how life works, man but, but that's the thing that we're talking <laughs> that's about That's the problem Yeah, that's, I that's the, Oh, look,
1: yes. we found
2: the toxic masculinity There it is <laughs>
1: I, that's, I think you guys are so wrong. I, I, I just don't think that that's the way that it is. And I think I put it in the gay sense so you would understand that when it's gender agnostic, it's, it's absurd to say that. The example was this, right? The example was this. Guy A, guy B. And let's make guy A really big and guy B is a little, is very small. What's the word for like a? A twink? A twink. Guy B is a twink. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's okay. Fine.
0: Um, it's not a offensive word.
1: So guy A is bear, guy B is twink, <laughs> bear and twink, and like bear, yeah. bear, bear is really trying to, <laughs> really wants to have sex, and guy and twink is like I'm not, I don't, I'm not really that into it. They're drunk as fuck. They're back at the apartment. Bear is like, oh, I really want a blowjob. But can you just please give me a blowjob? The guy B is like, no. Twink's like, no. They hook up more. They hook up more. They hook up more. Bear's like, come on, just like, just suck it, like, come on, and and Twink is like, no, poor Grace. and then they they they, they hook up more and more, and Bear's like, and you know, and then Twink is like getting kind of turned on, and then Tw- Twink just does it. To call Bear a rapist in that scenario is certifiably insane. Bear is not a rapist in that scenario, and you are t- saying that in the same scenario of two drunk people, a guy who. We are wired to push for sex, not rape, but to push for it. You're saying that a guy in that situation is a rapist? I mean, that's crazy. Putting someone in jail for that? I mean, that's insane.
2: We're saying that when Twink said no, 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 Bear should have said, okay. He should have, yes.
1: He absolutely should have.
2: But if he doesn't,
1: that still doesn't make him a rapist.
2: Does it, though?
1: I don't think, I don't think we put Bear in jail for that.
0: It... And you're also like there's a lot of ambiguity in your story because, you know, that's it's not that cut and dried. Like it just depends on how the oral sex happens and at what point, you know, you're you're kind of, you know, you can read that story one way when it's fine. When the when the guy gets turned on enough to do it. But you can also read it where the guy starts being afraid and just does it to end the circumstance.
1: But see, that's therein lies the issue. Right. There's the problem for the bear. You don't, he doesn't know whether the guy's doing it because he's scared or not. He doesn't know if he's doing it because he's scared or because now he's just like, okay, now
2: I'm into it. You don't know. But there's an easy way when someone says no, you stop. I hear you, Claire. I hear you. Let's keep going. Then you keep going. I I get that. And that's the the way it should
1: be, but it's not always the way that it goes.
2: But this is why we have a jury trial because it's not cut and dry and it's not one size fits all. It's okay, fine. Let's all sit down. And listen to what happened and then a group of 12 reasonable people will come up with what they think. But
1: even if I I think that even if in that situation, the second person is intimidated, I still don't think that's I just don't think that it's fair to put the other person in jail because the other person doesn't know. They they don't know what's going on in the other person's head. They're just oh, sorry. To... Is
2: ignorance is that a pass, then? In this
1: sense, it is. Oh, I'm though. sorry,
2: officer. I didn't well, know that. Well, no. I, I mean, hey, look, that.
1: every crime has an actus reus and a mens rea, and you have to have mens rea, which is intent. You have to have intent. And if you don't have intent, I mean, there's a few crimes that, you know, you don't need intent, but for the most part, the definition of a crime is the act and the intent. And. If there's no intent there, if you don't know what's going on, now
2: we're getting all Sartrean. Is it though? It's not Sartrean. Or the fact that you did it is that enough? Your it's hands not so dirty, my friend. Your I don't think you're
1: enough. a rapist in that case, and I think it's insane to call somebody a rapist in that situation. I think you're that's that's puritanical. You oh. know,
0: I don't know. No. I just I just don't understand the stumbling point, and I think that's you know, if we're going to talk about this toxic masculinity, this is a perfect example yeah. of, of a guy that's been inundated with information that says that under all circumstances, I must make sex happen regardless of the obvious discomfort of my partner. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Like I would never ever in my life enjoy uh, having sex with somebody that didn't seem to be a hundred percent interested in it. That's it. Like, I don't understand why I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. Uh, regardless of of what my other person's signals, that they're obviously giving me. Like I don't, I don't understand that because
1: sometimes the signals are mixed, man. I mean, there's sometimes no mixed
0: signal. If they say no, that's not a mixed signal. Uh, no, I don't want to do this. That's, that's that's. There's no question. There's no ambiguity there.
1: There can definitely. So your be mouth is saying ambiguity. no, but
0: your hips are saying yes. It's not a thing.
1: That's a song. That's a Shakira song. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Secure so is enforcing <laughs> toxic masculinity. I'm just saying, I mean, it's like clearly something that that does happen. And it's like, it's not, I mean, when it's male, female, when it's male, female, it's different. It's like there is traditionally, the traditional gender roles, the way the gender roles work in the animal kingdom is that the woman is the decider and the man is the uh, quarter, right? I don't even know what the word is, but the woman is the decider, right? She is the gatekeeper. To the <laughs> she is the gatekeeper to the vagina, and as a man, you're trying to convince the gatekeeper to let you into the gate. Right? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying genetically, that's kind of the yeah, way this, that it works. I'm not
0: disputing that that's a fine procedure, but when the gatekeeper says, "Sorry, no entry this evening," then you must retreat.
1: I fair enough. However, in times in which the gatekeeper is unsure, and then decides, "All right," and implies, "Okay." She opens the gate instead of saying, "I'm opening the gate." I don't think that's rape, and and I don't think it's wrong to, I don't think it's wrong as a guy to try to have sex with a girl. Like I don't no, think that nobody that's wrong. thinks no it's wrong to try, to try to have sex with a girl. That
2: if you try and you fail, you gotta like, yeah, it's over. admit defeat yeah. and walk away. Don't keep trying. Try another day. It's not like. You I don't know, think try, if you get again. shut down
1: one time and then you are like, "Come on," Here's I don't the, think that's try, ba- next evil. Next time,
2: try this. When she says no and you stop, if she starts again, you know she wants to keep going. Well, no, but
1: oh, case in point, case in point, right there. All right, all right. I don't know. Yeah, we we're, we've regressed into rape. Conversation
2: well, no, I two. think we we found the toxic masculinity. There it is. Right do next. you think
0: there. do women enforce? Toxic masculinity. Are women also responsible? Uh, clearly,
1: Amanda Marcade is enforcing it by being. That's what's so funny from that side. It's always like, "Okay, you little whiny, emasculated, insecure man. Stop being such a bitch." It's like, "What are you like? You're doing I, the thing that you are saying you don't like."
2: Um, I think that it is, as with most things, nuanced, and I think that there are. How do I say? Um, I think that there are a lot of women who still want a traditional, traditionally masculine man, but I don't think that them wanting and asking that is or should be taken to be <laughs> enforcing toxic masculinity. Oh, no, that—that's well, that's the problem uh, yeah. with. I think that's the problem with calling it toxic masculinity. I think that like masculinity. Right.
0: You know, yeah, it's a it's a problem of definition of term, and it's. I think that that's a lot of what the we've solved the problem. We got it. We figured it's it uh, out. it's it's a very ill-defined concept. Yeah, but very interesting discussion. Cool. Did you have any final thoughts, Isaac? Want to offer, Claire?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I think um, you know, I think these are things that keep coming up. You know, and it's clearly we're at a time of great turmoil over gender and definitions and identity, and it's. Uh, I think ultimately the entire point of America is that you should be able to have the identity that you want to have and you should be able to define your community the way you want to define your community. And anytime somebody is trying to tell you what your gender identity should be, that's a bad situation.
2: I don't have time to get into this. (laughs) (laughs) Final thoughts. Okay, you can have your final thoughts and I won't respond. what, What I would just say to that is I think that there's also an established situation where you can have your identity and you can have your expression thereof until it begins to impinge upon my fundamental freedoms and my basic rights and I mean not to really venture into it but I mean like this is what's going to this is the big question that's going to start happening more and more in Europe which is as Islam gains a bigger and bigger foothold and as you know those more start to Clash with traditional Western those
1: Moors when the Moors start to clash. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like that, so many levels, so many levels with those Um, whites. Well, then (laughs) that that is going to be a big problem, and I think that that's that's the problem that we're running into here is the question of where is that line? At what point am I being overly sensitive and deciding to be offended? And at what point is there a legitimate grievance against your outsized, toxic? or otherwise masculinity.